Well, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talks with Tori, the podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, you will notice I am in a different place, a little different scenery. We are currently in Seaside, Florida, which I am like repping <laughs> right now with my sweatshirt. Um, it's been so peaceful here, but I'm just going to go ahead and preface that this episode is going to be very different. It's going to be a solo episode. You're just getting me today. Uh, Chad and I have transparently been walking through it, like walking through it, you guys. We shared a little bit of that on our main channel. Um, if you missed that video, I'll make sure to have it linked in the description below. Um, and I really want to update you slightly on our current situation, but also what God has been revealing to us in this process, <laughs> because y'all, it is nowhere near what we had hoped for, prayed for, expected, and planned for. It is quite literally the opposite of all those things. But inside of it, God has been teaching us so much, and he has been so near. And so often, I hear from you ladies that you're in a season of waiting, or you're in a season of transition, or navigating life and I really feel like what God is teaching us right now can also encourage you in your season. And so buckle up for that. And first, before I like jump into the whole blown story, the project that I have been working on with Chad and with a team, honestly, it is like a God God project. Um, if you watched Milena's episode last week, she was talking about what is that thing that you're working on that feels like the ark, like Noah's ark, where everyone just maybe thinks you're crazy. It feels like a really heavy lift. It feels like this big thing. Well, we are building our ark in the background and y'all will know about it very, very soon. If you are on the email list, you'll know about it even sooner. So make sure to sign up below for it. But I feel like what we've been going through has given us even more ammunition to just dig deeper. And oh, it just feels like there is this well that is springing forth because God, he's so good, you guys. Like even when the situation isn't good. God is still good. And I think that's the beauty of being a believer is when you walk through hardship, he is there with you. Like that's why I'm, I'm so passionate about his grace and his love and his closeness and the intimacy that we can experience with God on a day-to-day -day basis because it's not based on our circumstances. And y'all, even to be honest, like when your circumstances aren't perfect, I feel like the intimacy you experience with the Lord is even greater. And so finding that joy inside of the hardship is one beautiful thing that we as Christians get to experience because we serve a personal and intimate God. Okay, so <laughs> let me just jump into the story real quick. 
So I told you guys that we're in Seaside, Florida right now. The original plan was we were supposed to be closed on our home, everything moving smoothly, and we were going to be here for a couple of weeks before we moved up to Tennessee. Well, the sale of our house fell through, and um, (laughs) God taught us a lot inside of that. Again, we will link that video below, but it really fired Chad and I up. And we are believing and praying for this miracle to happen. Well, a miracle did happen. And then that miracle also fell through. And so now we are sitting here not knowing what we're going to do. We're very much in limbo in our life. Um, Still not sure if we're going to lose the Tennessee house, um, if another miracle is going to happen, or if our miracle, if our testimony is just that God is changing our plans and that he is still good inside of a situation that doesn't look like what we thought it would look like. And so for all of my ladies out there who might be in the season where you're like, okay, I thought that this relationship was an answer to prayer. I thought that me getting into this school was the answer to prayer and it fell through. Like whatever that might be in your life. I know I talk a lot about when we are waiting on Micah, right? It's like there is so many seasons that we walk through in life where we feel like we are waiting on the Lord. And I truly believe the way in which we wait will impact the magnitude of the blessing that we experience. And I'm not necessarily talking about the earthly blessing. Like, oh, if I wait well, then I'll get exactly what I'm praying for and I'll get what I want. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if we wait well, the way in which we experience our heavenly father is the blessing. Like he is the gift. He is the promise. He is what matters more. Like I would rather experience more of God than every earthly prayer of mine be answered. And so anyways, before I get emotional, I'm going to read some scripture because I was in Psalms uh, yesterday and it really was speaking to me. And so I'm going to read out of chapter 62. I'm going to read a couple verses. It says, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. And it says, I wait quietly before God. And so I was like, okay, well, what does that look like to wait quietly, right? Because when I think of quietly, I'm like, uh, I'm not a quiet person, right? Like, I I don't know. What does that mean? So I started looking it up. Like, what does it actually mean to wait quietly before God? Well, it means to humble myself underneath the mighty hand of God and to place my hope in him and to trust that he will work it out for my good and his glory according to his purposes, right? And it will take the pressure off of me to try to make it happen or force my will. It says, no, I will wait. I will put my hope in, right? It's not necessarily just this idea of like, well, I'm going to get my hopes up, right? Because like, 
what does that necessarily mean? Well, what are we placing our hope in? Are we placing our hope in the circumstance? Are we placing our hope in that it's going to work out the way that we want it to work out? Or are we putting our hope in the Father? Are we putting our hope in Him? Scripture says, as we wait on the Lord, he will renew our strength. That means that something is happening inside of the waiting. It's not this passive process. Waiting is very active and there is purpose inside of it if we have eyes to see and if we continue to be active inside of our waiting. And so, okay, I am waiting on this thing, but it doesn't mean I'm just going to sit on the couch and do nothing and just see if it happens, right? It says, no, it says in Isaiah 40, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And so when I'm thinking about that, it's like, okay, well, he's going to lift me up. Well, when I'm lifted up, we talk so often about having a different perspective, right? Like he will lift me up. There's something that happens as we pray, as we wait, as we seriously just lean in and press into him that something is happening inside of us that he lifts us up to new heights and he gives us a different perspective. Think about the different perspective you have when you're driving on the street versus when you're flying in a plane, right? You see the city from a different perspective. Well, think about it. When I'm driving, I go a lot slower than when I'm flying, right? And I see the city in a different way. And so the Lord is saying, as you lean into me, as you press into me, I will lift you up and give you my perspective. I will give you an eternal perspective, a heavenly perspective that in your own strength, you will not have, like you don't have, that's the beautiful thing about it. Y'all, you don't have to conjure it up yourself. Like you don't have to just literally say, I'm going to, I'm going to have a positive attitude. Like I'm going to conjure up this new perspective and it's going to help me in this time. No, God himself will give you this new perspective. And that's the beautiful thing about it. It's, it's him who does it. And so I'm going to read again in Psalm 62. This is verses five and six. It says, let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. So much of what Chad and I have gone through, we feel like the enemy wants nothing more for it to shake our faith, for us to question the goodness of God, for us to question whether or not God really said that or is really calling us to this thing. But when we place our hope and our trust in the Lord, all of us, all that we are, we wait on him. It says that we will not be shaken our faith will not be shaken. And so something that I've noticed in this season 
and I know we talk about it a lot, is that worship is our weapon, right? Like it really, really is. I, I don't know how to like press that into you guys enough. No matter what season you are in, the importance of worship as your weapon, create a playlist. Um, I will try to create a playlist for you guys um, of just like worship music. I'm saying this now. Y'all hold me accountable to it. Uh, Maybe we'll put a worship playlist in our newsletter. Um, Yeah, comment below if y'all would be interested and want that. Um, But anyways, it comes back to what are we meditating on? Like, what are we fixing our eyes on? And as we worship inside of the hardship, we're magnifying who God is. And as we magnify who God is, we are reminded of how small not only like our life is, but maybe the situation that we are walking through is in the light of eternity. It doesn't mean that it's not hard. It doesn't mean that it's not heavy. But he says that as we lift up our worries to him, our anxieties to him, our problems to him, our burdens to him, he carries them for us so that we can walk with this lightness, right? So that we can have joy when it makes no sense, so that we can have a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that makes no sense, you guys. Like literally what Chad and I are walking through right now is just, at some point it's like kind of comical because you're like, this is so not what selling a house is supposed to feel like. Like it it just is so different. And it just feels like so many things have to fall into place for everything to work out in the way in which we're hoping for it to work out. And we thought that it worked out two different times and then it, it doesn't. And we're just like, what in the, what in the world? Right. And I'm sure that you guys have walked through things like that where you're like, what in the actual world is happening right now? But we have experienced just this closeness with each other as a family and with the father that is the true blessing. And it is lit a fire within us to dig so much deeper into the word of God and into his presence that that is the true blessing. That is the true gift because he is the gift. He is the promise. And so, okay, I'm going to jump over to chapter 63 in Psalm now. It says, oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live. Lifting my hands to you in prayer, you satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. Because you are my helper, 
I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. Y'all, I want this to be my life anthem, right? Like, I truly want to live in the place where I'm like, Lord, I have seen you in your sanctuary and your presence fulfills me more than anything this earth could ever give me, right? I think so often we are more concerned with what we are praying for than who we are praying to. We need our eyes fixed on Jesus. We need to magnify his name. I was putting Micah um, to bed last night, and part of his bedtime routine was we always take a bath, and I sing worship music over him in the bath, and then we listen to worship music before he goes to bed, and I was singing this song, and I can't even remember what the song is called right now, but it's talking about the whole earth might be shaken, but heaven is still singing holy, holy, holy. No matter what is going on here on earth, the tongues of the angels still cry, holy, holy, holy. And if we are sitting here saying, I want to see heaven on earth, like I want to see the veil torn, like I want to experience more of God, I want to feel his presence then we need to take on the tongues of the angels. We need to start crying out, no matter what we're walking through, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. No matter what I'm walking through, it doesn't take away his holiness. No matter what I am walking through, it doesn't take away his goodness. No matter what I am walking through, he is still God. He is still good. He is still righteous. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are better than our ways. As we magnify him, we get a new perspective. And I promise you, it is going to leave you feeling lighter. It's going to leave you feeling more filled with joy. You're going to walk with more peace because you will be reminded that it is not up to you to make it happen. The only thing that is on you is walking in obedience, walking in obedience, pressing into him If you feel like you haven't heard from him, go back to the last thing he told you to do and keep walking in that. Be active inside of your waiting. It's like if you're waiting for your future husband, don't just sit on the couch. Get out, right? Pursue the father. Stay interesting. Be interested. There's things that you can do inside of the waiting. You can still be building as you wait. Do your part and wait on the Lord to do what only he can do. But it's so important the way in which we wait. There is so much purpose and there can be so much joy when we lean in, when we press into him, when we 
cling to him, as we hold on tightly, we remember what scripture says that he holds us in his mighty right hand. Just think about that. Like, isn't it the best feeling when you're feeling down, when you're feeling sad? Like, all I want is for Chad to just hold me, right? Like, that's just the best feeling to me if I'm, like, just having a bad day. And Chad's like, what do you need? I'm like, I just need you to hold me. And the beautiful picture that God holds us in that way, no matter what we're walking through, he holds us in his mighty right hand. We can find comfort under his wings. Like, oh, such a beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, I'm going to read again in Psalm 69. It's verse 15. It says, don't let the floods overwhelm me or the deep waters swallow me. Answer my prayers, O Lord, for your unfailing love is wonderful. Take care of me, for your mercy is so plentiful. Don't hide from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in deep trouble. Come and redeem me. Free me from my enemies. And then later in verse 69, this is verse, um, sorry, in chapter 69, verse 32, it says, The humble will see their God at work and be glad. Let all who seek God's help be encouraged. Praise him, O heaven and earth, the seas and all that move in them. I just love this. It says the humble will see their God at work and be glad. Let all who seek God's help be encouraged. So it's so often it's like, man, I just need, I need some encouragement. And we go to books and we go to podcasts and those things are beautiful. They're amazing resources. I'm so thankful for them, right? But it says, as we seek the Lord for help, we will be encouraged. Like he is the ultimate source of encouragement. I hope and I pray that this podcast is never a replacement for your time with God. We say that with mornings with the masters all the time, devotional podcasts every single day, right? We don't want this time to replace the intimate time that you have with the father. We just pray that this resource of encouragement will drive you to press into the real source of encouragement, the one that will restore you and renew you in the process. Do not let the enemy get a foothold. It is so easy when things don't go our way, when prayers seem to fall through, for the enemy to get in with little lies and seeds of doubt and make you want to lean away from God out of disappointment or despair. And we have to get competitive with the enemy and say, absolutely not. Those thoughts are not true. They are not true because when I read scripture, it says God is still good, right? And so as we press in, as we lean in, as we take our thoughts captive and replace them with the truth of God's word, we will leave encouraged. And so anyways, I think that is it for today, you guys. Thanks for tuning in to a little different episode. I know it's a little shorter and all the things, but there is just a lot of moving pieces. And I really felt like the Lord just wanted me to 
give you a little window into what he has been teaching us. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to pray us on out real quick because that's what I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to do. Okay. So ladies, let's, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today and we thank you. We thank you that you welcome us into your throne room. We thank you that as we come to you, as we seek you, as we cry out to you, your ear is tuned towards us. You hear us and you answer. Father, I pray that you would give us your eyes to see, that you would open our ears to hear you, Father, that you would give us a window into what you are doing behind the scenes, and even if not, Father, I pray that you would help us wait well, that you would help us place our hope and our trust in you. Father, if there's any idols in our life, even if they are good things, if they are anything that we have been bringing to the forefront of our mind more than you, that we have been focused on more than you, Father, I pray that you would help us remove those from the throne of our heart and replace those things with you to remember that you are the gift. You are the promise. Father, give us that eternal and heavenly perspective today. Would you renew our strength? Would you restore our souls? Father, would you help us walk in your peace and in your joy, Father? That makes no sense. Father, I pray that our lives would be a living testimony of your goodness. Father, that as we walk through seasons of waiting, seasons of trial, that others would see the way in which we walk and they would be led into your presence. They would say, that doesn't make any sense, but I want some of that. I want some of that joy. I want some of that peace. I want some of that kind of intimacy with the Lord. Father, I pray that it would just ooze off of us like oil, Father, that it would literally have a fragrance on us, Father, that you would shine through us, that we would truly walk as children of light, that we would be set apart on this earth for you. We pray these things in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, you guys. Well, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Join the community. Again, I'm going to tell you that there is a project launching very, very soon that I am so passionate about and truly believe is for you. And so make sure that you are on the email list. Email list people will be the first to know. And if you are listening on Apple or Spotify and you have a chance to leave a review, it means so much and it just helps others find the podcast. If this was encouraging to you and you have a friend who is in a season of waiting, a season of trial, make sure to share this with her. Make sure that she knows that God is good and there is purpose in this season for her. So anyways, that is all for today. I will see you guys next Tuesday at two.